So guys, welcome back to Karen TV. Um, today we've got a bit of a mad one. We have got, um, we are talking to someone who's actually currently in prison at the moment. Um, obviously there's certain details he can't say, but he's going to talk about as much as he can at the moment. Um, and so without further ado, uh, let's get into it. How you doing, my friend? I'm good, I'm good. Good to speak to you. Perfect. And uh, what sort of accent's that you got there? It sounds uh, that Irish accent. It's Irish, yeah, I'm Irish. I'm from just outside Dublin. Okay, nice. And so I'm sure, uh, can you talk about what prison you're in specifically at the moment? Uh, I won't say what prison I'm in, but I'm in an Irish prison in the Republic of Ireland. Okay, fair enough. And so talk to me about um, the conditions. What are the conditions like in the prison? How How is it in there? Conditions for us is fairly good. We have a fairly good... Can't really complain. I'm sure there's hotels out there that's worse. Yeah. And um, I don't know if there's any way that you can sort of spin the camera around quickly and just give us a quick show of your cell or even just the windows or anything, just for anyone who's doubting where you're at right now. Uh, it's just, just so you know, the lights don't work in here. That's one thing about the Irish prison service. They don't like to fix things. I have yeah. no lights in my cell. I don't know if you can see the bed. The yeah, yeah, we can see me. that. We can see that. You've got a window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got a thick glass window with bars and blinds and a view of a wall. Okay, okay, and um, so obviously it goes about saying there's there's lots of phones in there. Obviously you're on a phone. There's lots of phones in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every Irish prison is full of phones. And what about drugs? Is there a big drug problem in the prisons in the Irish prisons? Uh, well, look, it's it's. It's the same people who take drugs outside take drugs inside. You know what I mean? They're going to get them one way or another. Yeah, so there's there's every sort of drugs in there. You've got every drugs in there, is it? Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes I'm talking to people outside and I've got nicer Cali in here than what they have outside. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. I've seen some of the videos. And I'm going to put them up as well um, over this interview, show you some of the, the weed you'd be getting in there. You'd get lots of weed in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what about again UK Cali sent over in Nice. And what about spice? Is there a spice problem in there, like the English jails? Yeah. Spice is here as well. So it's not as bad as the English jails. When I was in the English jail, that's that's what I made my money on, the spice. Everybody wanted spice. Nobody wanted anything else. But over here we haven't got the problem where tobacco was banned yet. So tobacco is still allowed. So people like their weed. Weed's a big seller here. Yeah, nice. And are you involved in the selling of it in there? No comment. Okay, and so for people who, do people actually make money in there or do they just fund their smoke and stuff like this? Or is it people stacking uh, money? For example, I, I, I like to smoke weed, yeah. Between going to the gym, I smoke a lot of weed. But for example, like I get two, three ounces of weed in here every week on the visits. People take them in for me. If I was to sell weed, I can get 100 euro for less than a gram, like 0.7 for 100 quid. Well, can I, unless you're smoking ounces, you must be making a fortune then. Yeah, I could be. Yeah, indeed. And so talk to me about the violence in there. Is it violent and dangerous in, in there? Do you see much of it, much stabbings and fights and stuff? Well, the, not, the big difference between the Irish prison and the English prison is 
in the English prison, a lot of random violence occurs. In the Irish prisons, there's generally more politics and more structure. Somebody, somebody's always in charge, and people don't like when trouble starts because it brings heat on the landing. So unless it's very necessary, it, it doesn't happen. But if somebody really deserves it, I've seen some bad, bad, bad things happen. Okay. And what are the officers like in there then? So you're talking about the inmates are a lot more... Actually, actually, on that point, only a few months ago, a man was beaten to death in an Irish prison, in Mount Joy prison, uh, by four prisoners. Okay, now, and what about the the gang stuff from the streets? Does that come into the prison in the same way that it does in the English jails? There's very a lot of gang stuff going on. Well, yeah, we'll say at the minute, obviously, the, the Kinney and Hutchfield would be the main one at the minute. So... You have one prison, the Wheatfield prison is where all the hutches must go. They can't go anywhere else. That's where they have to go. And there's one unit specifically for them. Yeah, yeah. Anybody, anybody to do with the hutches is put together in Wheatfield. There's, there's only about seven, eight people on that landing altogether, including Jerry Hutch. They have to be kept safe because they're, they're vulnerable. Then uh, Kinnahan's, Kinnahan members, cartel members can be really anywhere. They can be in any jail. There's senior Kinnahan members in a jail. They seem to be in charge. Talk to me about what you're in jail for? How long have you been in jail? Uh, I'm in jail nearly three years now. Um, I have a murder charge at the moment, and I'm also doing seven years for drugs. What point did you get charged with the, the, the murder then recently, was that? Uh, I got charged with the murder probably two and a half, three years ago. But uh, I had been previously arrested on the murder multiple years before that and released without charge. I was then arrested for uh, another shooting where another man was shot but survived in a different part of Dublin uh, in the same year as that murder. I was questioned. I was released without charge. I've been questioned on a few other shootings. No charges came of them. But then a few years after being questioned for this particular murder, they've decided to charge me. And now that I'm here and I'm looking at the book of evidence, there's there's... The whole case depends on phone phone data that's all uh, has already been ruled as invalid and a privacy breach by the European courts. So their case relies on something that their own courts have said is invalid and cannot be used in a criminal proceeding. Well, I wish you the best of luck when that comes around. Hopefully that gets thrown out before it does come around then. Um, and so what were the... Yeah, well, that's due, that trial is due in the next couple of months. So. So obviously, I know you can't go into specifics. Of but what the murder? The, uh, yeah, what was the alleged murder? Uh, was it to do with gang stuff or drug stuff or the criminality? What I can tell you is uh, what, I, what I've read in my What I can tell you basically is like what I've read in my book of evidence, yeah? So yeah. according to my book of evidence, this man, an alleged criminal uh, linked to another gang or a gang, and he was uh, somehow lured to a, a secluded road and somebody shot him. I think it said four times in the chest and twice in the head. That's just what it says in my book of evidence. So I wouldn't know any any different than that. Yeah, um, and other, other than that, then you're talking about it's a murder case where they have no witnesses, no DNA, no fingerprints. Nobody knows how many people were involved or what happened or what went down. Well, I lived in the area as well. I lived I lived like five minutes away from where the shooting happened. So the whole yeah. case is relying on this phone shit that they're not even allowed to use. Crazy. Um, and so talk to me about, um, obviously, you're in jail for, you've got a seven-year sentence you're serving at the moment for drugs. What were you caught doing there? Yeah. Or were you caught with a couple of kilos or was it hard food, little bits? I was I was put under surveillance um, 
the the warrant says they had 30 days of surveillance and that, that allowed them access to the premises that they were watching also. So I didn't live at this place. This apartment was being used for mixing and pressing drugs. There was nobody living there. I went there to check on what should be there and what shouldn't be there, just unannounced quietly in the morning time. I walked inside. I wasn't inside five minutes and the armed police came through the door behind me. So they were waiting for me to go there to, to jump on me. So that's how that okay. happened. So okay. uh, No good. And yeah. um, so obviously you were heavily involved in the drug trade then when you were outside. I always was from a young age. I left school early and that's all I did. Okay, can you say how old you are? I am 33. 33, so you got into the drugs and the criminality at a young age then, like you said, and worked your way up. Yeah, yeah like when I, was, when I was 21, I had enough money. I was able to go on the run at 21 and live in Spain. I lived on the coast of Spain. I leased a bar for two years and lived over there and enjoyed myself. And then, I came back and, handed, and then I came back and handed myself in for my second sentence. So, so yeah, like you say, you've done a couple of sentences then before this then. And what were they for, drugs yeah, as well? Yeah. yeah. And yeah, so, yeah. All, all my other sentences were for assaults, violent assaults. Which were to do with the drug trade, I'm guessing? or Yeah, some, yeah, some of them would have been linked, yeah. And so... Um, were you involved in the gang stuff at all out there in Dublin? How heavily is the gang stuff a big? big? Uh, well, I, I would not. In this country, it's illegal to be a member of an organised crime group or to be involved in a gang. So, and also, if they can prove that you're involved in a gang or anything to do with an organised crime group, you're then put into a special court. It's called the, the, the special criminal court. You don't get a judge and jury. All you get is three judges. So, yeah, I've seen it. From my point of view. Yeah, so from my point of view, I am definitely not involved with any gang or any organised crime group. I do have a lot of friends that are involved with a lot of different places, and a lot of them have been called uh, organised crime group members and cartel members, but thankfully I haven't been labelled that yet. Yeah, of course. And have you got an opinion on the Kinahan Hutch thing that's been going on then? Because obviously it's brought a lot of limelight, hasn't it, to Ireland and Dublin? Yeah, well, it's at the moment with the Jerry Hutch trial going on, it shows that Everybody was right all along. The Hutches were working with the Garda. Because now the Hutches are bringing down the, the, the ex-chief superintendent that used to work with him. And now he's naming names as well. What guards was giving information to the Hutches. So all along, everybody had rumours about the Hutches being rats. And it looks that way now. Yeah, indeed. I'll be monitoring the case myself. And when everybody says, that, when everybody says it's so wrong what happened to that family, that shouldn't happen. At the end of the day, the Hutches made the first move. They tried to shoot Daniel Kinahan first. And when they shot Jamie Moore by mistake, that's what kicked it all off. If they didn't try to kill Daniel Kinney, none of this would have happened. Yeah, no, of course. I've, I've been monitoring it from the start. I think a lot of people have, haven't they? It's fucking massive in uh, sort of the true crime yeah. world news. Yeah, I have a lot of friends around me in here that's doing life because of this murder, because of this whole fucking feud. It's fucking terrible, isn't it? It's no good. There's no winners. Nah, you can't make money when shit like that's going on. Of course. And so, you know, when you were out in Spain for two years, were you keeping your head down or were you, were you involved in anything yeah. out there at all? I was still selling my work back here, back in Ireland. And uh, I got my money at the time. Western Union was all I used to get Western Union sent out weekly. So uh, I also had a bar then in Torvieca. I was leasing that for a while and just, I travelled the country and travelled all over Europe. Did you make any connections while you were out in Spain? Oh, well, obviously you will, yeah. I had a, 
had a bar with a well-known man from Dublin who's uh, out there a long time. He's been in the news again recently. Myself and him uh, leased the bar between us. And through him, I got to know a lot of his people, a lot of his older friends. So how it's all networking, I... isn't it? Yeah, of course. Same as the normal business world. But So how, how deep would you say you got into the criminal world? Did you get very deep into it? Like, say, well, you're, I'll, you're give an example. I'll give you an example. This is not talking out of school. I'll give you an example. Right? Obviously, I've been arrested for murder and for shootings, attempted murders. On the other hand, there's been nights where myself and another man have driven in a rental car 20 minutes ahead of a truck that's carrying a half a ton of weed. And we're, we're driving ahead as lookouts. I've done stuff like that. I've been there while keeping an eye out while people filled up trucks full of stuff in the middle of Spain and Belgium, places like that. Yeah, fucking hell. Yeah, crazy then. So you, you, you've got deep, very, very deep in this thing. And so earlier you yeah, mentioned I've, as well. I've been, to the mountains. I've been to the mountains in Morocco. I've seen where the weed is growing to make a hash. I've spent four months in Morocco. Tried to open a bar over there as well. Fucking hell. And how was that over there in Morocco then? Yeah, Morocco's good. Morocco's good. I, I like Morocco. I'll definitely be looking back there again. Some nice women over there. Okay, nice, nice. And so earlier you've mentioned you'd even been in the English prisons. What was the circumstance? How did you end up in the English prisons then? Yeah, they arrested me on a European arrest warrant. That was for uh, murder and drug trafficking. So because I wanted to fight the extradition, I was kept in Wandsworth for 14 months while that went on. Where did you get arrested? In Woolwich. Woolwich? And what, were you hiding out in London for a bit, were you? No, 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 because obviously I was released without charge a few years previously. It wasn't aware that they were going to come in. Uh, the drugs case, I didn't really think was going to end up with a European arrest warrant either. But um, I was working in London. I was doing my thing over there and I just got surrounded one morning. Yeah, no good. And so you ended up, like you say, spending 14 months in Wandsworth. Yeah, Wandsworth is good, yeah. And how was good it? people there. Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it because I, I like the box. So all, all we did was box every day, pass the time, mess with good people. It was a good jail. So the conditions weren't too bad there? Nah, and that was during COVID too. So it was as bad as it could be. And uh, what about trouble and stuff there? Did you have any, have any trouble down there? Uh, I had a couple of little knocks off, a couple of Polish fans, and there's nothing major, but. I always come out on top. Nice. And so what about um, drugs? Was there, was there much drugs and phones and all that sort of stuff in Wandsworth as well? In Wandsworth, there was easy access to phones. The screws just brought them in. £500 to bring in an iPhone. So you just had to know someone. Someone just had to know. It was easy to get phones. I had, a, I had an iPhone 7 the whole time I was there. I paid £1,200 for it. Um, as far as drugs, we could get the spice in very easily. Just, just post it in, but... Everything else was a bit more difficult. You had to get drones and stuff like that. So, so you weren't smoking every day there then? Nah, I wouldn't smoke that spicy. No, no, it's no good. And so talk to me, you said you fight in the extradition, were you? But eventually they, they won the extradition, did they? Yeah, well, naturally, it was a murder charge, so I was never going to just say, yeah, let's go. Oh, you have to fight it. Maybe some technicality gets you to not get extradited, do you know what I mean? And so what you're saying, basically, the whole case is based on some inadmissible phone data, illegal phone data stuff. Yes, yeah, so basically, uh, when they arrested me the day after the murder, 
they, they didn't take any phones off me with anything of evidential value on them. They then went to the, the nearest cell tower to the murder scene and they looked at every phone that was active on that whole cell tower. And they illegally, they illegally obtained the data of all those people, of all them phones. And then they narrowed it down to a burner phone that they think was belonged to the killer because only active for three days and never turned on again after the night of murder, blah, blah, blah. And then they're trying to say they could link that phone to me across the three days that it was active. But all this data was all got without any independent oversight and without any warrants. So yep. under the Data Regulation Act of 2011, from 2011 to 2018, the Garda were able to access everybody's phone data and internet data without, without warrant and without any independent oversight which the European court has now ruled as invalid and a privacy breach, which means nothing gathered can be used in a criminal proceeding. Mm, so hopefully that gets chucked. So what's the, what are they trying to say? It's co-location with your personal phone. They're trying to say this alleged burner phone that the murderer used. The, the, alleged, the alleged burner phone that was active near at the, the cell tower nearest to the murder around the time when they believed the shots were fired. That phone in the three days previous to the murder, they're saying that my car was pinging off certain AMPRs and that phone was also in those areas. That's what they're trying to say. So that, that means that my car, me, somebody with me, anybody, I don't know who, but it doesn't mean I have the phone, you know what I mean? Yeah, of course. I know all about this sort of stuff, unfortunately, myself from experience. Um, yeah, you were telling me, yeah. And so talk to me about, um, you know, the drug case. So hopefully you get the murder thrown. And then, you know, in the drug case, is it a case if you serve half your sentence, like in England? So, you know, seven years, were you nah, saying? No, nah, in Ireland, you do 75%. But uh, with my drug case, I got a couple of years to spend it off the end. And with all my time in custody in England and here, I've only got like 12 months left now. Okay, fucking hell. So that'd be good. And um, talk to me about um, your intentions. Say, when you do get out, hopefully in 12 months' time, are you going to turn your back on the life of crime or are you going to be straight back into it? Um, <laughs> do you regret getting involved yeah. in crime? I No, I have no regrets. I have no regrets. I spent a lot of years in jail, but the years I wasn't in jail, I was enjoying myself and making the most of life. I've been in every country in Europe, I think, except Portugal. I've been everywhere. I've done everything I wanted to do. Obviously, I regret on the years that I've lost out in prison, but I have enjoyed all the years I've been out. This time, I don't plan on coming back. Of course, never do. And so, what but about we all say that? We all yeah. say that every time. What about children? Have you not got any children out there? I do, I do, I do. I have two kids, two daughters. Yeah. So that's like the got to be tough for you being away from them. Yeah, obviously that's what well, my kids are used to it now. It's been it's it's it's, it's not it's not it's not like a something to be proud of, but that's just the way it is. They're used to it now at this stage. It's been that many years of being in and out. Yeah, of course. Well, um, and so like you say, you've got no regrets. And so you, is it, it is going to be straight back into the life of crime when you get out. You're going to leave Ireland or you're going to go back to Spain or anything? Or? Well, well, it's like this. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not like your typical fucking uh, full-time career criminal. I mean, I'm, I'm, I was, when I lived in London, I was a construction manager. Uh, I had a good job. I was on a lot of good money over there. Okay. I also had my other little uh, side hustles. I've had to move over to my window because my signal is shit. Yeah, no drama. So like you say, you... yeah, yeah, I know what it's like in there. It's madness. So I had to get a uh, Wi-Fi box in there when I was in there just to get signal. <laughs> but um, so you said you actually used to do legit work when you're outside. It wasn't just out and out crime and then it was crime on the side. Yeah. 
yeah, no, no, hundred percent. Obviously, when I was younger, when I was like sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, you didn't want to work. You just thought I'm just going to break the law and not work. Fuck that. But when you get older, you realize you do have to have a job. You do have to have a bank account. You can't just make bags of cash. You can't do anything with that. You have to learn what to do with it and how to make your money grow. You know what I mean? Hang around and actually all your life with a bag of cash. Yeah, of course. And so you will be looking to get what back into the construction trade then when you're out? Yeah, I'll be going back to London. I've been in London for a couple of years, doing very well over there. So I'll be going back to London. I have a lot of good friends over there as well. So that's where I'll be based. Well, hopefully we can link up then. I'm literally just outside London 100%. when you're back. Yeah, 100%. But um, is there anything else you wanted to sort of cover today? No, yeah. I think that's it. I think that's it. Obviously, we're going to find out soon that this uh, phone evidence is going to be thrown out. This murder case is going to be gone. And then we can talk about this uh, openly. Yeah, well, we'll get, we'll get you back on then once um, that happens then, and that'd be good. And so one thing I want to do, I want to give a shout out to Woods for the link up, um, our friend over yeah. in uh, England. Woods is one, one of the good ones. 100%, so free Woods. And uh, so hopefully you're free soon as well. And um, any shout outs you want to give? Uh, I, won't, I, won't, uh, I won't say anything right now that might link, you know? Yeah, and, and so I'm guessing it goes without saying you're not going to want to tell anyone your social medias, are you, or with me to link that? Uh, we talk about that after. <laughs> no worries. So, guys, it might be in the description. But um, all right, my friend. Be, yeah, yeah. There will be there. There will be a link in the description. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys, check it out in the description. Add him up. He puts wicked stuff up there. You see some craziness inside yeah, yeah, the prison. Yeah. It's Lots my prison of... page. It's my prison page. My prison page. All right. Perfect. Well, uh, yeah. I'd like to say a big thank you for the opportunity. Then, and hopefully, um, in a couple of months' time, once this uh, murder gets thrown out, we can get you back on then. Yeah, hopefully, pal, all going well. All right, perfect. So, uh, guys, thank you very much. <laughs>